Greetings from Jerusalem, the only city on the planet which is called the Throne of the Lord, Jeremiah 3.17. Our theme song you just heard is Tukun Olam, which resonates the soul of this broadcast to help repair the world, especially the church and Israel. What can we offer that few others can? Tune in each week. Our message is coming from Jerusalem and will give real meat to the Word of God in this season of much-needed Bible truth. For the one billion Christians in the world, I would like to see this broadcast help you catch a glimpse of what you've been missing and to help you reconnect your faith to the missing link. I guarantee you'll go deeper in the Word of God from tuning in to Heartbeat for Israel, sponsored by Christian Friends of Israel Jerusalem at cfijerusalem.org. Why? There's so much to tell. Just join us now for our time together. Shalom from Jerusalem. This is Sharon Sanders, and today I'm speaking on the significance of Jerusalem the eternal capital and the spiritual center of the world. It is written in the word of the Lord, in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 3 and verse 17. And at that time, they'll call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord. You know, the miracle of Jerusalem, Israel, is that it is a city on earth that has a destiny no other city can claim. Well, this is the year of 2023, and this year is a celebration of Israel's 75th birthday. And so today, I'm hoping that from Jerusalem, the word of the Lord will go forth, because Jerusalem is special. It's where God's kingdom will come. The kingdom shall come to the daughter of Zion. This is written in the book of Micah, or Micah in Hebrew, chapter 4 and verse 8. The kingdom will be a royal dominion. It'll be of the Lord. It's not going to be a democracy. It's going to be a theocracy ruled by God. And God's earthly throne will be set up here. It's strange that the church does not talk about it. It's very strange. For the kingdom may reside within us, that's true, as long as Jesus is there for those who are Christians listening to this teaching. But the kingdom will actually come upon the earth, and we'll talk about that in just a few moments. But when his throne is set up, this is where he will rule. God on earth. If you live here in Israel, you know very well that temple plans are all in a place now. And the Jewish people want the temple to be rebuilt. And Jerusalem will become the princess of a royal dynasty. Jim George once said, Victory occurs when you let God fight your battles. Now, the sooner we all realize that the wars of the Middle East that are being fought or going to be fought in the future is going to happen not because it's 
a political war or wars. It's a spiritual battle. The Battle of the Ages is the title of a book that was to be published by Reverend Lance Lambert, one of the founding advisors for Christian Friends of Israel. He passed away a few years ago, and I'm sure that if you look at his website, you'll find the Battle of the Ages. I, I find it very interesting that this timely book finds its way into our reading right at the point in time where we, can, we find ourselves in God's plan for mankind. As I study and, and, and monitor the church around the world, especially in the West, um, I am shocked at the information from the word of the Lord that is not coming forth from the pulpits. And I'm asking myself, why? Is this what the prophet Amos or Amos wrote about in chapter 8 that there would be a famine of the word of the Lord? Well, there's nothing more important than Bible prophecy, and Bible prophecy leads to the coming of the Lord. And the coming of the Lord leads to Jerusalem. And that's what we're talking about today. You know, I find it very interesting that we're talking about this subject as we stand at the edge of the cliff overlooking the approaching adversaries of the chosen people, that's Israel by the way, who are fiercely opposing the resurrection from the ashes of Europe from World War II. They started opposing it before uh, the first 24 hours of the state of Israel. And they've challenged her through combat ever since. Now the conflict of all time is just ahead. And it all has to do with the setting up of a kingdom on earth. But this kingdom will have no end. There is an adversary, an enemy of God and his chosen people out there, who first challenged God in heaven for a throne. And now he will try again to defy the one true God and attempt to destroy them in order to prevent this kingdom from being established. Now, if you're a Christian out there, or if you're not a Christian, perhaps you've heard of the Lord Prayer, or maybe you repeat it once a week or every day. But the Lord's Prayer goes something like this. In Hebrew, Avinu Habashamayim. In English, Our Father who art in heaven. Thy kingdom come. In other words, please, Father, bring your kingdom. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We will have a thousand-year reign by the King of Kings on this earth. And those words that I just read, yours is the kingdom, O Lord, is quoted directly from King David in the Torah or the Jewish scriptures. In 1 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 29, the Hebrew word for Malkut refers first to a reign, a dominion, a rule. When Malkut is used of God, it almost always refers to his authority or to his rule as the heavenly king. The enthronement psalms, if you go to Psalm 45, 
93, 96, and 97 to 99. They provide a background for claiming the Lord is king. And he will be king because it says Jerusalem will be the throne of the Lord. Now we have to guard against any traditions or legalistic man-made rules that would suck us into a lifeless man-made religious exercise empty of the power and presence of the living God. That was said by Dr. Neil Lash of Jewish Jewels. But we must realize that the only Bible that Jesus had was the Torah. The Torah are the Jewish scriptures, the major prophets, the minor prophets, the Psalms. That's what he taught us. And if we cross-reference every scripture and word that he said with the Torah, you will find that that's all he taught. He came to establish the Torah in our hearts. But he didn't teach it the way man teaches it. He doesn't teach the way, or he did not teach the way rabbis uh, uh, often teach with traditions. And he did not teach the way pastors uh, would in a church. It will be the words of the Lord that thunder forth from Jerusalem. But we have to understand the scriptures, the foundation that we stand on. Because if the foundations are destroyed, what can the unyieldingly righteous do? Or what has he wrought or accomplished? What we need to remember is that our Lord taught mostly on the gospel of the kingdom. And, and that we would be heirs of that kingdom. That is spoken of in the book of James in the New Testament, chapter 2 and verse 5. We are living right now in a world of dying empires. The fate of many nations has already been sealed because those so greatly enlightened have turned their backs on God and on his people Israel. God will not be mocked. Rome, Byzantine, France, Spain, Great Britain. Now look at America. They will end up being third-rate countries and behind China and Asia if they turn away from blessing and supporting Israel. Why? Because Jerusalem is the capital and it will be the spiritual capital and the eternal capital of Israel. It's a special city. I mentioned earlier on that this year in 2023, is the 75th anniversary of Israel. Mark Twain traveled to this nation many, many years ago. And he wrote about it and said, who'd ever want to come to this God-forsaken place? It's barren, everything. You know, it, it didn't have anything to offer anybody. I can tell you that if you come today, you'll see the greatest miracle on earth. A nation, a city, we're planning for the coming kingdom. Jerusalem is putting on her spiritual garments, so to speak, for there's building everywhere, new buildings everywhere in the city of Jerusalem. She's also uncovering herself, so to speak, because 
the archaeologists of Jerusalem almost every week, almost every few days, there are new finds that substantiate that the Bible is true. And so come, come to the city of Jerusalem and visit her. It's a universal city. All the nations will come up to worship the God of Israel, the one true God and Messiah, when he comes. But just remember that those who love the Lord are going to be a part of that commonwealth, of that kingdom. We will join the redeemed Israel of God at that time when Mashiach, Messiah, comes. And so you want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of that. Don't miss it. If it's not being taught in your church, then please tap into us each week to hear more Bible prophecy, more about the coming of the Lord Jesus, and the importance of Jerusalem. You know, there's a great falling way happening in the church in Europe and America. Many people just don't go to church anymore. I don't know where they're getting their spiritual food, but if they're not in the Word of God, uh, I would be very dubious of many things that are out there. Many people are talking, but they don't know the Scriptures well enough to know that the Scriptures that the Christian Church are built upon is the Jewish Scriptures. It is called the Torah. There's a lot of false teachings out there. So we have to be aware of all these movements because we need to be unified for the love of the coming Lord and everyone who loves him. God will make Jerusalem a praise in the earth when Yeshua comes. The name of the Lord will be declared here forever. Psalm 102 verse 21. The manifest presence of God resided here in the temple and the physical presence of the Lord Jesus will one day again be there when he comes to rule the nations from Jerusalem. Some people actually teach that there shouldn't be a temple and that we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. I believe that too. I believe we should treat our bodies as the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the, But that does not negate the fact that Jerusalem will become the throne of the Lord. And we're also to pray for her peace. Psalm 122, verse 6. Because she will be bringing much joy to the whole world. Peace, hope, faith. Feeling of being a, a part of her destiny. There will be perfect, beautiful weather and beautiful panoramic views of the holiest place on earth. God rejoices, rejoices that he has chosen her. And when we rejoice for his choice of cities, then his name will be there forever and we will receive the blessings with happiness in our hearts. Yes, blessings will flow from Jerusalem, Psalm 128, verse 5. And then what about, it's the Lord's choice. Who has founded Jerusalem? It says the Lord has founded her. And blessings will flow from here. 
128.5, and the Lord has chosen her, not man, Psalm 132.13. And he, his rest, his peace, is going to be here forever, Psalm 132, verse 14. The Lord says that Jerusalem is so important to him that he will never forget her, Psalm 137, verse 5. All nations will come and worship right in this city, or they will not receive rain for their nations. And you can find that in the book of Zechariah, chapter 14, and verse 16. In fact, Jerusalem is so precious to the Lord that he never takes his eyes off of her from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Why? Because he chose her as his city. And no other city on the earth holds this title of God's city. On our first trip to Israel, we stood on the Mount of Olives, and I could barely contain myself because I thought, oh my goodness, my feet are standing right where his feet will stand. Because his feet will stand here when he comes. The book of Zechariah chapter 14 and verse 4 says, his feet will stand on the Mount of Zion, Mount of Olives. And she will be a crown of glory in his hand, according to Psalm 62 and verse 3. What are a few more scriptures that you can look up and read and know how important Jerusalem is? Well, God's going to rejoice in her, that's for sure. Are we going to rejoice and be glad for her? The book of Romans talks about that. Rejoice with her, my people. Those who love the Lord will rejoice over Jerusalem. So let's remember, the Lord is not returning to Beijing or Shanghai or Washington or London or Rio de Janeiro or any other cities of the world. He's coming only to Jerusalem, the city of the great king. Dr. Derek Prince was a good friend of this ministry, Christian Friends of Israel. And someone asked Dr. Prince once, what will you do when you retire? And he said, I have chosen Jerusalem. And someone lifted up their hand from the audience and respectively said, Dr. Prince, with all due respect, Jerusalem chooses you. You can't choose her. You know, I've been here over 30 years, and I never get tired of seeing her. We have a balcony off of our master bedroom, and as you walk onto the balcony, you can see the panorama of Jerusalem. What more would any human heart who loves the Lord God of Israel and the Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, the Messiah of Israel, King of Kings, Lord of Glory, what? more of a portrait would we want to look at from our balconies. I have to pinch myself, yes. And I can just hear the people of Israel one day when Messiah's feet touch on the Mount of Olivet or Mount of Olives. They will say, Baruch Abba, Bashem Adonai, welcome in the name of the Lord. Yes, the Lord shall rule and reign over Israel and the whole earth from Jerusalem. And she, Jerusalem, will be the tower of the flock. 
according to Zechariah chapter 4, verse 8. She will stand taller and above all the rest of the cities of the world. She is currently on the rise, while many nations of the world are holding on and grasping, trying to hold on to their former glory. Because the Lord's glory and spirit is on its way back to Jerusalem. Now, Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 8, which I mentioned earlier, also tells us that the daughter of Zion, which refers to Israel and sometimes to the Jewish people, it says the daughter of Zion will not go to the kingdom, but the kingdom will come to Zion. Why? Well, the Lord's Prayer says, Thy kingdom come. It doesn't say for the nations to come to the kingdom. Many nations around the world today have their eye on Jerusalem. They covet her. They want to claim the city for themselves, but the Lord will take all their bounty for himself in the end in Micah chapter 4 and verse 13, and they will be cut into pieces if they try to take this city for themselves. Nations will be harmed who try to take her. All you have to do is read Zechariah chapter 12 and Micah's book, chapter 4, and read verse 13. Those who want to control her, such as fanatic ISIS or ISIL, Islamic caliphates today, Hamas, Hezbollah, I pray that they will see the truth and come to the Lord God of Israel and see that they should not be trying to take away Jerusalem from the Jewish people. Now the Lord said to us that he would return around the time of the building up of Zion, that's Jerusalem, Psalm 102 and verse 16. This means that we are in the time frame for his return for Jerusalem because she's being built up. Her restoration is a signal to the nations to be ready at all times for his appearing. Now I'm going to leave you there and we're going to talk about what is the spiritual significance of this chosen city in detail. What will it be like? What will it look like? And why do you need to come up and visit her? So this is Sharon Sanders with Heartbeat for Israel, sponsored by Christian Friends of Israel in Jerusalem. Check out our website. Join us. Come alongside of us as we're a blessing to the nation of Israel, according to the Word of God. Tune in next week, and we'll be talking about this beautiful city and her special significance to God. Shalom, shalom from Jerusalem.